Welcome to the Coastline Podcast. We exist as a church to help connect you to God and the people around you, to help you grow in your faith, and to challenge you to go into your community sharing the love of Christ. Three things, connect, grow, go. If you'd like information on what is going on at Coastline, follow us on Instagram and Facebook or email us at hello at coastlinensb.com. Today I'm excited because I'm starting a brand new collection of talks called Asking for a Friend. Now, if you came in here today and you're like, I don't have any friends, I'm hoping to find a friend, that's not what this series is about, I'm sorry we misled you, but stay after church and have a pulled pork sandwich on us and we'll, we'll make some friends. It'll be, I'll be a friend with you. Uh, specifically this series, when we launched, or we started talking about it a couple weeks ago, uh, it's, it's specifically to ask maybe tough questions about our faith, about church, about what it means to be a follower of Christ. Questions that maybe are, are tough to ask of our peers. Uh, maybe it's questions that we've wrestled with for a long time. Maybe it's, it's questions that have come out of our pain, our frustration with what's happened in the past, uh, or maybe even pain and frustration of what happened last week here at Coastline. I don't know. Uh, but we wanted to make it kind of one of those blank canvases. You guys tell us what the questions are. And that's what I'm going to preach on. And it's still open, by the way. You can still, I think even a couple days ago, we had people uh, writing in uh, the, uh, the questions. You can do it on the Church Center app, or I think if you sign up for the church email, um, something went out this week, and you can, you can send in questions that way. Questions that came up so far that I thought were really good. Um, one lady asks, uh, did Adam have a belly button? Which is funny because she's actually married to a guy named Adam, and I wanted to be like, you're going to have to ask him. I ain't looking at that guy's belly button. I don't know what you're saying. But, but no, it was pretty funny because I'm like, well, it, I have no idea. I didn't, biblically, I'm not going to even try to chew off that one. I have no idea if he did or not. Maybe one day when we get to heaven, we'll be able to find out. But that's kind of interesting. You're right. Thank you. God made him. He wasn't born. I, I got a belly button. I can answer that, but that's about it. Um, so another question that came up with... Why did God invent mosquitoes? I don't know. Between them and spiders, I'm, I'm clueless. I got no idea. I'm going to ask him when I get to heaven because, like, my wife hates snakes. Like, we saw a snake a couple weeks ago at the condo, and Erica's like, we're moving to some place that doesn't have snakes, which is pretty much nowhere in Florida. I'm like that way when it comes to spiders. I'm going to tell you, my parents let me watch this little movie when I was a teenager or probably in middle school, called Arachnophobia. You guys ever watch that? Don't go home and watch it. I couldn't take a shower for like a month. And middle schoolers, they got to take showers. I hate spiders. I don't understand why they're here, but one day we'll be able to ask God. These were funny questions, but there was some actually like some really deep uh, questions that people have about, about the Bible. Like questions like, why do we repent and ask for forgiveness. What you think if you grew up in church, you're like, ah, I know the reason why we do it. But then you, you hear stories of the man that was crucified next to Jesus who was a sinner, who was a thief, and he was never baptized, never, never conf- uh, what's, what's it called? Conferred? Is that a thing? Confirmed. Thank you. I struggle with the English, English language. He was never confirmed, never baptized, never repented, and still Jesus said, 
you're going to be with me in paradise. So I struggle through questions like that. Questions like, what does the Bible say about the end times? And are we living in them now? And so we're going to go through some of these tough questions. But today, the one I wanted to lead off with, the one that I'm, I was probably the most psyched about right now, the one that was easy to say, this is the first thing that we need to talk about, was the question that came in. It says, how do I know when God is talking to me? How do I know when God is talking to me? Any, anyone ever struggled with this question before? Like sometimes you heard something, you're like, was that, was that God? I don't, maybe that was last night's pizza. I don't know. I'm, I'm, if, if none of you guys struggle, I'm going to be honest and transparent with you. Like that's something I've struggled with. That's something I struggle with even on a weekly basis where there's times where I'm like, Holy Spirit, was, was that you? I don't know. Was it, was it me? Was that, was that the enemy messing with me? And you're like, well, Brian, how can it be all those three things? And, but you look at, like, stories in the Bible of, of Peter who, who literally told Jesus, I'm going to be with you to the point of death. And Jesus commended him, and then in the very next sentence said, get thee behind me, Satan, because he didn't agree with what Peter had said. Because our minds are these very volatile places, but specifically when it comes to our relationship with God, how do we know when it's God and not us and not last night's pizza. So I want to kind of tackle that question this morning. I'm really excited about it. We've got a couple things that we're going to talk about. Unfortunately, if you want to know about Adam's belly button, come next week. We'll see if we can tackle that. But today specifically, we're going to talk about how do we know when we're hearing from God. So let me pray for us, and we'll go from there. You guys all right so far? Everybody, everybody in? Did I lose anybody? All right. Well, the people I lost, they want to answer it anyways. Here we go. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. I pray that in this moment as we talk about how you communicate to us in this relationship where we have, I pray that your Holy Spirit would show us and give us the tools and hints necessary that are helpful to making our relationship with you stronger. I thank you so much for what's to come here this morning. I pray that you would give me words beyond what I would have thought or prepared. I pray your Holy Spirit would work through me this morning. I pray that as we, as we read your word, God, that, that it would not return void, but it would resonate in our lives for this week to come. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Hey, for about two seconds, I want you guys to stand up all across this room, high five a neighbor or 12, maybe hug someone if that's your thing, get to know someone around you and say, hey, what's up, what's going on? Hang out, ask how the fishing's been going, just connect with some people real quick. So how many of you guys remember, uh, this is probably, this man, this is probably longer than a decade ago. Some of y'all that, like, even have kids, like, I'm looking at some of y'all, you got babies right now, and you might not even remember this, so this might show my age. But how many of you guys remember back in the day, Verizon had some commercials with this guy, and he was on a cell phone, and we were traveling around the world, and he'd be saying a specific phrase. What was it? Do you guys remember? 
Can you hear me now? Colin, do you remember that at all? Is that before your time? All right, I'm not that old then. Can you hear me now, right? I remember it. Actually, I saw him in a commercial not so long ago. Apparently, he switched to Sprint, which you know that was a lie. So, good. Can you hear me now? I remember he would go all over. Man, he'd be in Africa. He'd be out fishing. He'd be in, in Antarctica. That's back when commercials were, like, really good. Right now, they're just kind of jumping off a ledge, and we have to pray for some people. But... But that's when commercials were good. He'd go around the world and he'd say, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And they were saying that the Verizon was the most trusted network, which, by the way, I don't use Verizon, So, but Verizon, if you want to pay me for a shout-out, then that's good, too. We can do that. Most trusted network where you could hear the conversation clean and clearly. I think when it comes to, to us as, as followers of Christ, when it comes to us and our relationship growing as Christians, part of what God wants us to do is to connect to him and have a clean and clear conversation with him. In, in Christianity, we call this prayer. Anyone ever heard of the prayer before? A couple people have prayed before. Good. The problem that we run into, though, is that when it comes to prayer, we have developed this idea that it's a kind of a one-way street where we get up or when we need something or when something's going on in our lives, we, went, we go and we search God. We, we, we reach out to God and say, God, can you help me with this? God, show me this. God, teach me this. It turns into this thing where we're saying, God, 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 God. But, but very rarely do we take the time or even maybe have an understanding that God also wants to communicate to us. You think about any good relationship that you have with something, right? Any any any. Whatever your best friend is, it's a two-way street, right? The communication and the connection. My wife and I, we celebrated 12 years of marriage yesterday, 12-year anniversary. It's a big deal. I've been, I've been a trophy husband for 12 years. It's been a great job. I, I'll tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick up for that job as long as she'll let me do it. But in 12 years, one thing I've known that when it comes to our relationship, it's a two-way street. It's never, if it, if it gets to the point where it's just, hey, baby, will you help me with this? Hey, baby, can you do this for me? Hey, baby, I need this. What do you think about this? If it comes into this thing where I just, I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking, I'm asking, our relationship starts to get a little bit rocky. But I understand that in 12 years of marriage, one of the things that's helped me along the way is understand it's a, it's a two-way street. So I got to make sure that, that, one, not only am I engaging, but I'm also listening too. And so I believe that when it comes to our relationship with God, I, I don't think it's much different than that. I think that God wants us to have a relationship, wants us to have a connection with him. If we're supposed to love him with all, I don't think you can love something without being connected to it. And you can't be connected to something if, if you can't have that type of relationship, that communication with. And so today, I, I don't want to talk a whole lot about, about us communicating to God. We'll talk about it a little bit because Jesus, he talked about it. But I want us to specifically think about what are the ways that God can speak to us. I think as I was going through this uh, message, as I was preparing, I think there's three main ways that God speaks to his people and can communicate to us even today. The first way is this, signs and wonders. Now, this is something that we see all throughout the Bible, right? We see many times God showed up and communicated to someone specifically and clearly through signs and wonders. 
You think about Paul. Paul was this Pharisaical guy that was persecuting uh, the early church. uh, Jesus has this moment with him and causes him to go blind for a few days and then has someone come pray for him and immediately he's healed. And because of the sign and wonder he was very clearly communicated to, God spoke to him and said, hey, I've got, a, I've got a different plan for your path. Now, I, I remember when I was starting off uh, in seminary, I told God, I said, God, like, I don't think you get it. Like, I'm dumb. I don't do subtle. I need signs and wonders. Like, you want me to do something. Like, the best way to communicate to me would be, like, fluorescent pink in the sky. Just, Brian, do this. Right? That's, that's how I would like it. It's not, it's not what happens, though. But if we think in our own lives, there's times where there's been signs of God clearly communicating something to us. How many of you guys have prayed before? I remember, you know, I'm 12 years married to my wife. I'm, I'm super thankful that she was the one. But there was times in my life in which I prayed, God, I think this, is, this, this girl's the one. And then two days later, she broke up with me. And I was brokenhearted. But guess what? God gave me a very clear sign that that is not what he wanted, right? Sometimes it happens with us with jobs. God, help, us, help me get to the next, help me get to the next level. Help me get to the next step. Help me pass this test so I can get into this management point. And then our review comes up and you're like, that was not the sign that I was hoping for. But God does communicate to us in signs and in wonders. When we started Coastline Church, I can tell you, I got a list in my notes that I could tell you many wonders where God showed up in a big way that was beyond what any man could do. And today we're here because he continued to communicate to us, Brian, this is the way to go. This is what I want you to do. So signs and wonders is one way God communicates. Uh, The second way that God communicates is physical communication, right? There's stories in the Bible where we've heard where God came down and spoke to someone I want you to do this. I want to be honest with you for a second. And this maybe maybe will show the the immaturity of my spirituality. Not one time have I ever had God audibly speak to me about anything. I think the reason is is because he knows I could not handle it. Like one, I mean, I'm afraid of spiders for crying out loud. 320-pound guy, and I'm like... You know, Erica, go take care of that spider. I'm not dealing with it, right? But all the times where you see, yeah, see, I got somebody with me. Come on now. We're going to start a support group. They're like evil hockey pucks, man. You just don't know which way they're going to go. Anytime we hear God, like, speaking to someone in the Bible, it's always like, don't be afraid right afterwards because clearly they freaked out. You think about God came down and spoke to Moses. Would you take my people out of Egypt into the promised land? It said it was so powerful that, that especially even after he took them uh, out of Egypt and as he communicated to them the Ten Commandments, it said they came down from, from Mount Sinai and his face looked completely different because of the power of God speaking to him. Elijah, he communicated specifically to him. He's like, I want you to go and talk to King Ahab. I want you to help... To, to, to turn my people to do a different direction of which way they're going. We hear God, that, that he communicates and speaks the world into existence. 
out of nothing. There's power in the audible voice of God. I've never heard it before, but I know it exists. I know it's powerful. Maybe there's a day in which God audibly talks to you. If that happens, like, call me up. I want to know about it, okay? Tell me. I think that'd be super cool. But the last way, these, other, these first two ways, signs and wonders and audibly, I think are incredibly, incredibly clear. You hear exactly what God wants. The third way, I believe, takes a little bit more faith. I think it takes a little bit more action. I think, I think it's the way that we struggle the most, and that's when he communicates to us spiritually. When God uses the Holy Spirit, his, his spiritual self, to come down and communicate specifically to us. It's described a couple times in the Bible. One of them is by uh, Elijah himself in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19, verse 11 through 13. God told him this. He said, go out and stand before me on the mountain. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped up his face in his cloak, and he went out, and he stood at the entrance of the cave. And the voice said, what are you doing here? On that day, the voice of God would speak to Elijah and adjust him and get him ready for what was next. But it wasn't in the wind. It wasn't in the fire. It wasn't in the earthquake. It wasn't in this incredibly powerful moments. It was in a still, small voice. And I think that that's the way that God communicates to me and wants to communicate to us is in this still, small voice. And I think part of what he's doing in our, in our day-to-day walk with him is he's saying, can, can you hear me now? Can, can you hear me now? Jesus talks about how the Holy Spirit communicates a little bit in John chapter 14, verse 26. It says, but when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, this is after uh, Jesus has been put to the cross, he says, He said, this, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I told you. When I pray, I pray to Jesus. I think because of what he has done, I get access to the Father. But I think when it comes to day in, day out, the one that ministers to me and the one that I connect with him is the Holy Spirit of God. I think he's the one that communicates to me. I think as we pursue a relationship with Jesus, I think we need to understand that that communication with the Holy Spirit is something that we need to step into. The problem is, is there's tension with this because sometimes we, we hear something and and we don't know if it's us. We don't know if it's uh, the enemy. We don't know if, even like I jokingly said, we don't know if it was pizza from the night before. 
When it comes into someone telling us, when we feel that twinge about something in, in our marriage that should shift or in our jobs that we should adjust, when it comes to these major decisions in our lives, how do we figure out if it's God talking or if it's just us? And I, and I think, I think th- something that will help is, is a tool that I want to give you this morning. Last night after uh, Eric and I being gone for uh, a couple days, on a, we went to a speaking conference and, and traveled to uh, various distant lands of Atlanta, so far away. Uh, I think we visited every Bucky's between here and there, so that was fun. As we got back home and as we're getting ready for the weekend, uh, I had the joy of finding out that my air conditioning wasn't working. Now, for a fat boy in Florida, that's not a good deal. I'm going to tell you right now, you need to be praying for your pastor if the AC goes out in his place because salvation is going to get tested. So my AC went out, and I, 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 I realized that what I had to do was I had to go through the checklist. Like, what are the things that, like, this is what I got to do to check this. I checked to see if the breaker was working. Breaker hadn't flipped. It was fine. I went out and checked the compressor. Compressor looked like it was okay. Open the air filter. Air filter needs to be changed, but that wasn't, that wasn't the issue. I went through like 14 different things, these checklists, and as I, and my brain, as I'm checking them off, checking them off, I kind of finally came to this one thing. There was a sensor on the inside where when condensation drips down, if it fills up, it shuts your AC down. And so here I am, 11 o'clock at night, pulling my air conditioning apart to fix this one little sensor. But after I fixed it, I realized AC is okay. I think when it comes to us hearing from God, I think one of the things that we got to do is we got to run down the checklist. We got to understand, we got to ask ourselves a couple things about what we're hearing to make sure and confirm that it's actually God talking. So the first thing I think that we need to do when it comes to hearing from God, the first thing that you need to do in the checklist is, is you got to be ready. Look at your neighbor and say, be ready. Be ready. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1 through 4, we see Jesus talk to his disciples about prayer. They get to a point where they're, they're asking him, like, how should, how should we pray? Prayer is this, this conversation, this connection, this, this, this time that we have between us and the Holy Spirit, between us and Jesus and God, be, that, that we can talk and we can hear. And so it says this in Luke 11. I think she said amen. I heard that. Luke 11, 1 through 4, says, uh, once Jesus was in a certain place praying, And as he finished, one of the disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And so he walks through. He says, Jesus says, this is how you should pray. Not not if you should pray. He said, this is how you should pray. And he goes into this fantastic outline. He says, Father, may your kingdom or may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food that we need. And forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And do not let us yield to temptation. It's a very clear outline of, of humility, of daily conversation. He says, give us our daily bread. Protect us daily for tempt- from temptation. If you want to hear from God, 
One of the things that you got to understand is you got to set up time to be able to have the conversation. You got to be ready to have the conversation. You got to be ready to, to, to adjust yourself enough to be able to hear from Him. So come to a point in which you desire and want and give the time to do it. The second thing that you, I believe, you got to do to be able to hear from God correctly is you got to tune yourself towards Him. Erica was uh, uh, working out the, the music on the playlist or whatever for coming for whatever driving this week. But as I was, as I was thinking through it, as the a, AM and FM dials were going, as we were trying to find stations and stuff, I had this great visualization I felt like the Holy Spirit showed me. In your car, if you were to turn the dial, you can, you can tune in to specific Stations. You can listen to the rock station or the Christian station or the talk radio station or whatever it is. But whatever you're listening to, it's because you've tuned into it. Because see, out in the way, the, the airwaves or the radio waves, all this sound and stuff is still coming at you. It's still there. It's still being shown. It's still being, you're being bombarded with it. But because you've tuned into it, you're able to listen and hear. I think the same thing happens when it comes to our relationship with God. I think we've got to step in and tune in to be able to listen to hear what he wants to say to us. We're constantly being bombarded by what's on Facebook and what's on Instagram and our kids yelling in the back seat. Unless your, kid, your kids probably act way better than mine do. Your kids don't yell at all, I'm sure. Uh, with what's going on at job, with someone not doing their job, with, with you getting alerts on your bank account of, of you're overdrafted or, or whatever it is. Your CPA is saying... You know, you gotta, you gotta give me this, this, and this, and this before this 18th, April 18th deadline. We've got all these things that we're, we're bombarded with, and we get to the point where we can't hear from God because we just have not had the opportunity to tune in and listen to what He has to say to us. For some of us, it means that we've got to. Take a step and adjust some things in our lives. Matthew 6, verse 5 through 6, it says, uh, Jesus, he communicates, he says, when you pray, he says, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corner and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. He said, I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. What Jesus is communicating, he said, you gotta, you got to tune in to God. He said, all that other stuff, all the other things, the distractions that are out there, he's like, you got to figure out a way to, to get by yourself, to get alone, to turn some of that stuff off, and just listen to him. He continues on in verse 7. He says, and when you pray, don't babble on and on like the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again and again. He said, don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask him. Somehow, in, in, in the culture of the church, we got to the point where when it comes to prayer, we just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And then when we're done with prayer, we say amen and we walk away. And I think we're, we're missing the step. Of, of tuning in just for the case and sake of listening and trying to hear from him of what he wants in our lives.
I, I think it's okay to, to talk to God and to pray prayers and to ask him for things. Someone came to me and said, Brian, I know I'm not supposed to ask for things. I, never, I don't know where they heard that. My son Ben, I love him to death. And he asks me for things, and I give it to him. And I love him, and I would never be offended if he asked me for things. There's some things he asked me for I'm not going to give him. Dad, hand me that knife. I ain't doing that, son. Dad, can you give me a marker? No, I'm not giving you a marker. Dad, where are the scissors? Not happening. But we got to be able to tune in to listen. And sometimes that means we got to turn down the noise in our life. If, if this is something that you're, you're not doing, I want to challenge you to try to do it this next week. If it's one day or if it's a couple days, even start out small, man. Start out five minutes. Go, go into a room or go someplace where there's nobody, your living room after everybody leaves, the bathroom. I know, moms, it's tough to not have kids follow you even into the bathroom, but go into the bathroom and put your, friend, your phone on do not disturb mode and just pray the prayer of God. Speak to me and sit there for five minutes and see what happens. If, if, if you don't feel like anything, try it the next day and try it the day after that. But I promise you, if you give him the opportunity and if you'll tune into him and turn down the other noise that is all around you, if you'll focus and tune into him, I promise you he'll, he'll start talking. To listen, you got to be quiet sometimes. Our culture is sometimes we talk to each other and it's this battle to for me to talk and then them to talk and then me to talk and then them to talk and me to talk. But I think sometimes it's you know who your true friends are by those that'll just listen to you and hear what you gotta say. I think that's what God wants in a relationship with us. He wants to be a, us to be a true friend, a true son or a daughter and love him enough to, to sometimes in the moment to stop and to be quiet and to listen. Sometimes we don't hear him just because we don't give him the opportunity. And so you gotta tune in to him. There's a couple other things I wrote down when it comes to hearing from God is, as I don't believe God ever contradicts himself. And so if you ever come to me and I've, I've had people come say, Brian, I feel like God is telling me I, I should divorce my spouse. And, and I tell them in a very loving way, I don't think that's God talking because God is, communicates very clearly about that in the Bible. And when it comes to this, that, that this is the way that he, he believes a husband and a wife come together and are one. And they're bound by this, their word to one another, what they said in front of their friends and family and, and with him present. Some people say, Brian, I, I just think I should, you know, there's, there's probably ways I can make a little bit more money if I'm just... You know, if I, if I just adjust this a little bit in my life or if I just 
you know, the, the government doesn't have to know everything that I make. Jesus said, pay under Caesar what is due to Caesar. If you, if you have questions about whether what you're hearing is you or it's God, ask yourself, is it contradictory to what I read in the Bible? Ask a, ask a friend that is, all our follow, all, that is also a follower, ask them what they think about it, if they got any advice. If it's one of those things like, I don't know if I could share it with them, then well, then maybe it's not, maybe it's not from God. Does this benefit anyone else? If it just benefits you, maybe, maybe you need to hold off. Brian, God told me I should buy a new truck. Did you tell your wife about that? She might, she might have heard from God something else. Ultimately, I think if you hear from God, you got to do what God says. But I think you better be sure 100% gone a shadow of a doubt that this is God. Because I'm going to tell you this, if, if it's not, it doesn't work out. I, I, I'm saying that from my own experience. Because there have been times where I thought, I was like, this is, this is a good decision. I'm going to start selling Mona V. Pyramid schemes are great. I'm going to do this. God's probably opening up a door. And it don't work out. God's going to give you opportunity if you'll open yourself up and tune into him. You got to go through and make sure this isn't you. You know what one of the best ways I can tell if God's speaking to me or not is when I think of something and I realize that's not me. I, I wouldn't normally think that. That's going to take effort for me to do. And that's not necessarily so fun. A couple months ago, I, I felt like God had told me I was supposed to pay for the groceries of this lady in the grocery store. It, it didn't look like the lady, I mean, lady seemed fine. There was nothing. She was shopping in Publix, and, and I was at a point where I'm like, God, I don't, I don't have a ton of money. I'm not at a place, and I, I'm looking at her shopping cart, and I'm like, that's a, that's a lot of groceries. did a lap around around the Publix and finally got to the point where I was like, God, you t- yeah, this isn't something I would normally think. This is something I would normally do. This is going to take effort. This isn't benefiting me. It's going to benefit somebody else. It says in your word, I'm supposed to be generous, so here we go. I'm going to do what you, I'm going to do what you call me to do. So I did it. Paid for groceries. Never saw her again. And that's okay. But in my mind and in my heart, my faith grew. Because I know God knew what he was talking about. And I know anytime I step in and do what he tells me to do, it works out better than what I could do by myself. And so I want to challenge you, Coastline, that when it comes to your relationship with God, tune in to him. Open yourself and give the opportunity for him to speak to you. But the last and the third step that is most important is when he does speak, understand that nine times out of ten, it's going to be require an action out of you. It's going to take something that you're going to have to take a step of faith to do. 
But if you'll do that, I promise you, you'll be blessed beyond what you can compare, what you can imagine. Your faith will grow and you will be better for it. Because every time that I've heard God speak to me in a still small voice to do something, to step out in faith, when I've done it, I'm better today because of it. And not one time can I look back and think there was ever a time in which I did what God told me to do and I regret it. Not one time. There was a lot of times where it was scary. There was a lot of times where I didn't realize how it was going to work out. But God shows up every time. So today I want to leave you with this. As I understand the tension of how it feels to hear something in that still small voice and to question it. I will tell you, if you question it, you're not doing anything wrong because that's what I've done as well. Because I heard it and it didn't seem like a fun thing at the time to do. It was something that was going to cost me something. It didn't make any sense in the moment. But as I sat through and I thought, man, this is, this is something that, that, that God tells me to do. It's in accordance with his word. It doesn't help me out at all. It takes some action from me. And any time that I've done it, it's worked out. It's okay to question. But when he tells you to do something, take action and lean into it and do it. You'll be better because of it. So will the world that we live in. So if you feel tension in this, if you feel tension and the next time you feel like God asking you to do something, I, I want to help relieve that tension a little bit and say, it's okay to question. But ultimately, the real tension is turning it into action. And if you'll do it, your life will change for the better. And it won't stop there. Let me tell you this with a warning. If God asks you to do something and you do it, no, he's going to ask you to do something again. Because he knows now that you're in. But we're better today because we continue to put our faith and trust. Amen. Amen. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here today and you feel like you're far from Christ, if you're here today and you feel like you need to take a step towards him, if you need to start in a relationship with him for the first time, or you need to reconnect in a relationship with him, with him because you feel far from him. This is between you and him, but as, a, as some type of action, as a step towards a reconnection or a connection or a relationship with him if today you want to draw nearer if you want him to step in to help you through what you're going through he will but only if you allow him so if you're here today and you want to take a step closer to him or you want him to take a step closer to you in an area of life I want you to just raise a hand up and put it right back down you're saying Jesus you know what I'm dealing with right now you know what I've been struggling with? I want to step into a closer, connected relationship with you. Whether today you uh, decide for the first time to follow Christ or you've been a follower of Christ, I want you to repeat this prayer after me as we say this in unity as, as one church. Jesus, 
I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for how you've led me. I thank you for what you did for me. I pray that you this week, you would give me opportunity to hear from you. That you would show me what to do. That you would give me the power to step in action and do what you're calling me to do. And I thank you for what's to come. Jesus, have your way in my life today, tomorrow, and for all eternity. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As always, Coastline, know that you are loved and that the best is yet to come.